Okay, welcome back to another episode of Workplay Obsession. This is Alex Coleman instead of Topaz. Uh, tuning in, I'm here at the Ragdoll Camp up in New York. What part? Yes. To be determined. <laughs> East Village, you're allowed to talk now. It's okay, we've done the intro. So that's what we're going to do. I've got a star-studded cast here with me today, and we're going to go around in a circle and kind of introduce ourselves. Uh, shout out to any of our sponsors. Me, I'm a lanky fighter. I'll go to Mackenzie first, and we'll make our way back to me, and I'll try to prompt you guys with some questions, and we'll get into some things. So go so, ahead. Hi, I'm Mackenzie Fingerhut. I train at Marcel Garcia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh... Shout out to Albino Preto. I'm Callie Brennan. I'm a brown belt under Fabio Clemente and Babs Alusimokum. Um, and I'm one of the instructors at Parkdale Camps. I'm Dominica Avalanite, four-time world champion, currently training at Mushin Mixed Martial Arts. I'm also one of the instructors at Ragdoll Camps. And shout out to Jiu-Jitsu, La Monica's New York Pizza, and Shoiro. I'm Veda Toscano. I trained my dad at Team Five of Clemente. I am one of the instructors at Ragdoll Camps. And shout out to AMP. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Okay, so the topic that I kind of wanted to get into today and something that we've been discussing a lot at my own gym and I've already mentioned to you guys numerous times uh, is uh, coaching women, um, being a woman's teammate in the sport of jiu-jitsu. How is it different from being a guy in this sport, what are some things that coaches should specifically look for or or how to train people? So is coaching girls different than coaching guys? I guess I'll just open with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're constantly ringing bells. Um, uh, yeah, I'll start and say I, it's it has to be different because we're socialized differently. Uh, but I think that in terms of figuring out how to approach coaching women as opposed to men, you have to consider that factor and consider it strongly that we are taught to be sweet and we're taught to be non-aggressive and we're doing something that's combative and although it's artistic, it's still rough sometimes. Right. I think that was a super good point. Like when I was just mentioning that to you earlier and then mm -hmm. that's the first thing that you kind of went into, I had like never even thought about that being a girl that grew up with brothers mm. and like in a male dominated neighborhood. I was yeah. like very socialized to be rough and tumble and a tomboy. <laughs> but for all the other girls that didn't have that coming into this is probably like, whoa. Yeah. You know, like right off the bat, yeah. it's it's really like it can be a very aggressive sport. Mm -hmm. So and a and, lot of emotions come up. Yeah. With and that. it's a little overwhelming. So what what happens in those situations uh, where it gets overwhelming? When you feel overwhelmed, what is your coach's role in that situation? Feeling overwhelmed, it could be a male opponent, it can be a female partner in class that's very aggressive. What are we supposed to do as training partners or as coaches to help that person get back to where they're comfortable? I would say, um, sorry, you say? I would say number one is don't disregard where that person is coming from or their emotions at the time. Mm. Um, I feel like I've seen a lot of coaches see female students that are crying because they've been smashed on the mats and they just tell them to suck it up or that they're not being strong enough for their teammates and that they should learn how to control themselves more. And honestly, I think that's the worst response you can have to somebody having such a reaction. It's just going to discourage them from right. continuing in the sport. Yeah, sure. avoid, avoid words like you're being too sensitive. Mm -hmm. Right, or you're being too <laughs> emotional, which yes. is something is something that we're told yeah. 
But I think oftentimes too, our, our response to the extreme stress is different, like mm-hmm. than what comes out for men. Even I give the example of the Veda about like sometimes guys will get real upset, they'll punch the mat, and that's them like letting their emotions out. I Veda mean, was like, I punched the mat too. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but sometimes your response is 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 like you you cry or you get overwhelmed, and and that's a valid feeling, and it shouldn't just be like. You're doing that as a result of the fact that you're you're emotional because you're a girl. You're doing that because of real reasons. Well, so, crying also is a helpful coping mechanism. It actually releases hormones in your system to help you deal with what's going on. Um, so I would argue that men should cry more. <laughs> I think that could be a cool solution to talk about expressing yourself if you're a man instead of thrashing around <laughs> I love that and as then, an idea yeah just cry more did you ever yeah, think about spell. having a good cry <laughs> <laughs> could you just get on my level for a second just and have a nice more. cry be that vulnerable <laughs> let's go get some halo top and just push this out over it okay so let's talk about the situations that lead to that and I think sometimes that could be pressure put on ourselves mm-hmm. by either our coaches or um, by our own expectations for what we're supposed to be doing, or it can, like we've mentioned, be somebody that's being super aggressive towards us. Um, how should we handle those situations as women? Um, what are what are we supposed to be doing when we're feeling those things? Go ahead, Veda. You, um, you got ideas? Or <laughs> well, I was thinking when we talk about this, I think because I teach kids, so kids are really open. They're like, oh, that kid was going really hard with yeah. me. So I'm always like, let's talk all together. Because there's some kids who just pick it up really fast and the level is a lot different. Like they'll get like rear naked chokes and the kid's like, ow, I don't like that. You know what I yeah. mean? That's <laughs> choking. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, that's a part of jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like it's an aggressive sport. You have to choke. I'm like, good job when you get a rear naked choke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then he's like, but I don't like that. And it's like a fine line. I'm like, okay, well, with him, maybe don't go as hard. You know what I mean? I like the idea of everyone having a conversation yeah, about it. Yeah, I have them, yeah. like, talk together, and I make the other kid apologize, and the other kid's, like, crying and not looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, they look, and them like, do you accept their apology? They're like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes. it's like, I feel like if they just, like, talk to it. I know they're not kids, so it's, you have to approach it differently, but talking about it, like, together, you know what I mean? It just makes it way more civil and... It's not like you're turning around, like, talking bad about them. Someone else like, oh, he rolls really hard. Like, right. you're going yeah, directly to him. Yeah, that's not constructive. It's not helpful. No, because no, he's never going to know. You yeah. know. He probably thinks he's Address doing everything it. right. Yeah. 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 So I think that's another thing, too, that we hit yesterday was talking about flow rolling, how important flow rolling or technical rolling is to be a piece in recognizing um, how to train with different partners. And so... We were just talking about like maybe doing like a PSA, like (laughs) (laughs) flow rolling, it exists and you should know how to do it. Figure out (laughs) how to flow roll because it's going to open up the people you can train with. And then also it's like getting the most out of your partners. Like if you just smash a woman for the whole five minute round, what are you learning from that person? Yeah. Nothing. I think matching their energy is important. So mm-hmm. some people like to go a little bit harder, so then you can like match how they're going, you know? Right. So And we talked about that in terms of like helping them tone it down yeah. too. If they're going super hard, and yeah, you I thought just that was like, really good advice. Yeah, yeah. I but think it should. Set that's up. what I do. Oh, wow. I'm, like, actually, I'm like, yeah. okay, just pass. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Out your I'm not going to fight you on this one. You well, got it. I think it. it's Good important job. to yeah. recognize and that, and they recognize it too. They're like, wow, that was like 
why'd you stop using so much strength with me? And like, cause I'm not going to fight. Like, so we're talking about strength. if, if somebody's being very aggressive towards us, instead of matching their aggression, being just kind of like very relaxed and letting them get to where they feel like they want to be so badly. So that way you can kind of look for a better spot to get to from there instead of like trying to match their aggression and like feeding into it really, mm -hmm. which turns into like a muscle match, which is not where we win often. <laughs> yeah. And it's also very unpleasant and sometimes triggering. <laughs> yes. And that's why I think emotions come up in that realm is that it, Reminds us of something that we haven't been able to fix in the past or something. I don't, you know, feeling attacked in various ways. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good strategy. Yeah. It's encouraging a docile nature. Right. So it's all about, I guess, finding what's going to work for you and addressing these situations, but definitely vocalizing it, having mm -hmm. a conversation when you're feeling that way, talking to somebody at the gym you trust, but not talking in the sense of like, crap talking yeah <laughs> talking yeah. in the sense of like how can i solve this yeah, yeah. or getting your boyfriend to go over there <laughs> yeah imagine. <laughs> <laughs> right that's the other no. <laughs> okay so um maybe let's get into some positive things of women's jiu-jitsu or I'll just open it up to if there's anything you guys want to talk about, positive or negatives, uh, that are going on right now in the sport. Um, Hell yeah. EBI <laughs> 12, right? Yeah, just had an all-women's cool. card. That's amazing. We should have more of those. Um, the black belt divisions at the IBJJF Worlds this year were stacked. Mm -hmm. A lot of talented ladies, you can no longer say that they didn't have hard matches. Every single final mm -hmm. was like an amazing and tough match for all of those ladies, and there were all legends there. Um, it's just amazing because we're expanding, and you can see it. And soon no one will have the excuse of, there's not enough women for us to pay you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I like that, too. I mean, I understand that that's going to be a counter-argument every time. Even though you're training as much, you're putting in as just as much effort, you're going through the battles as much. People love to say, like, oh, well, there's just not as full brackets. But that's coming. Yeah. You can see that on the, You can see that here. Yeah. You can see that yeah. at Ragdoll Camp. And you know what? That's a good point. We should talk about Ragdoll and how that came together and, and what you guys are trying to do here. So let's get into that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I have been to a lot of women's camps in my life. I, I won't say a lot. I'll say, like, five, four or five. And I've always appreciated the energy I felt there, and I always felt like I was a part of a bigger something. And I definitely had was more open and um, more vulnerable in those camps and more willing to open up my training and not make it everything super competitive and even open up emotionally and mentally to these women and entrust them with all the difficulties I, I've had and experienced in jiu-jitsu. And it has always been a dream of mine to provide that to other women, especially around the East Coast, because I feel like there's no unified front of ladies here in the East Coast. I feel like we're all either spread apart or our affiliations are keeping us from training with each other. And I just think that's not okay. And we need to come together and share our experiences and grow together as women. And these two ladies by my side uh, help make that dream a reality. So... Go ahead and... So obviously here she's talking about... That was from Dom, and she's talking about Veda and Callie. So you guys talk about your piece and, and what your vision was for the Ragdoll Camp. Um, 
I mean, really how it is is exactly, you know, like <laughs> it came together really nicely. And I mean, it's been like a, a long like preparation to it. Like it went through like a lot of like bumps. And it was the first one we were planning. So of course there's room for like learning. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is the first time I'm taking part in like a, a full two day women's camp. Um, so it's a, definitely a new experience for me, but it's really cool that everyone's really nice. Yeah. There's really good vibes here. Yeah, yeah. It's really as a cool. camper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're tell them. Tell them. So it's, it's cool to see it come together and to meet everyone and get to train with different people and see the girls how how much fun they're having yeah. training with all these different bodies they're and pumped. seeing a room full of girls is like really inspiring and really cool. Yeah. I think one advantage to being the minority in the sport as women is that we have a little bit of something to rally against. So mm-hmm. we're all feeling like comrades as opposed to competition. And mm-hmm. I don't, see that yeah, at tournaments too. Exactly. And I don't want to lose that. I don't, I don't want to stay small as women, but I don't, I don't want to lose the mentality of, hey, it's fine that I just fought my best friend. <laughs> like yeah. That's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, this happens. Someone asked me this recently, like, well, what if I have to fight so-and-so? And I was like, you, I hope you do. Because <laughs> that's a really magical experience. You can exist on that plane of knowing that you have to get work done and you have to win this match for yourself, but knowing that at the end of it, you're going to hug and maybe cry together and definitely remain friends and do stuff together in the future. Push forward, do things like this camp, you know? Um, So for me, it's, uh, it's awesome to see. I've never had a more supportive audience for anything I've ever done. Like, I don't feel like I can mess up because I feel like I would be so forgiven immediately. And I feel super comfortable around all these women and it's helped me, it's helped me grow a lot. I mean, this has been an amazing experience for me. Good. Mackenzie's here documenting it, and she's taking a lot of like the photos and some time lapses, different videos, and things like that. So I would I would say what smiles all around. I think that <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing like a lot of people happily training. Would you say the same? Or well, usually when I shoot jiu-jitsu people, they're always like showing like their angry faces, and they're like their teeth are out and I'm like I'm shooting everyone here like nobody's angry nobody's like has any like hostile vibes everyone's smiling at every picture a little too much actually (laughs) it's suspicious what are they smiling about yeah but like every candidate I've gotten isn't none of them are bad none of them are uh angry every single one is happy Mm -hmm. so that's like that's really hard to do to get a candidate where everyone's happy yeah, it's very telling. It's very good. And I'll tell you guys, so my experience as a camper here, uh, it's been awesome. Like, so like I said, the first day, I'm pretty straightforward. I come for like the hard training. I'm a little bit of a jujitsu purist in that like, I think that's my exercise. If I'm going to do something else to exercise, I like to get outside and hike, or I like to go longboarding, or I like to go slacklining. I like to do other physical activities that are kind of playful and not so much straight up exercise, but they offered a lot of different variety of things. Like I tried yoga a little bit for the first time, doing movements um, with Arthur for the first time. And, and I mean, they're really, really great uh, additional things that, I mean, honestly, I should be doing. I, feel it. I know that it would be beneficial to me and it's giving me a good look into a thing that like I'm like, Maybe it's worth putting the time into. It's opening my eyes to that. And also, in addition to that, the training is really good. As, like, I think the other highest belt here as a camper, Mm -hmm. um, I'm still getting really good rounds in. I'm still getting really good drills in. We're still doing, like, um, you know, 
sweeper pass kind of drills or like starting on top and bottom side control which are like difficult spots and you're fighting there against everybody in the camp you're getting all these different looks all these different bodies and it's still like i'm sore as shit so i feel great like training here like this is a good choice i have dc open in a couple of weeks i feel like this is equally preparing me as going cool. to another competition camp like mm -hmm. i don't feel like i'm skipping over anything technique wise or training wise coming mm -hmm. to something like this where it's all level so I would just say, like, I appreciate this experience so much, and, like, I think this is so fun. Whenever you guys do this next, I'm going to try to bring, like, a truckload of people <laughs> with yeah. me. Please. Yes, friend. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and we want to keep incorporating other activities, like you were saying, uh, but but not, like, totally off the rails. Like, I'm interested in coordinating with the surf school if we go somewhere coastal, because I think it puts you in a similar flow state, and also it's nice for everyone for to be sure, a little bit yeah. of a way. But yeah, it's super fun. I know that's I'm cheesy. I'm a snowboardy people... person. Yeah, so it's like, like that was yeah. my other advice before yeah. jujitsu, and yeah. I can I from from yeah. like the same kind of thing. I can definitely see there's advantages, mm -hmm. and the good balance and those things are yeah. really really important, and also the fluid stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jujitsu is the only sport uh, I think. Like climbing too, and like you're saying, surfing, where it's like you're actively, you're so involved, you mm -hmm. don't even have a chance to think about yes. negative yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. You're so involved in the sense that I don't want this person to choke me, that yeah. you don't have the opportunity <laughs> to be like, man, Marsha from work. <laughs> like you, you have no time, you have to, think no time to, yeah, to yeah. think about those things. And She's I think the that's, the, that's the therapeutic thing to it is, is the fact that we can shut out that other stuff mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just focus on this. And then you get a great group of girls together and a great group of instructors together. And, and you really have something special here. It's, it's a really, really nice thing. I yeah. love coming to these women's things just for this. So if anybody's like listening and has never done that before and was thinking about it, you should. That's my advice to you. So we talked a tiny bit before we got into talking about Ragdoll Camp, about positives in the sport, and you mentioned EBI, and you mentioned uh, you know the girls uh, competing at Worlds and, and how that's growing. Is there anything else on the forefront that you guys are thinking about, uh, women's jiu-jitsu-wise? Anything else that we haven't touched on or talked about that we want to get into? Or anything else at all, like, what's going on? What's your life like, you know? <laughs> um, I'm, I'd like to say something that's, um, I think, sort of on that same point. I'm a little frustrated with how uh, jiu-jitsu publications have been neglecting the women at Masters Worlds and just the women's divisions in general. Um, I found it very bizarre that I had to scroll down weeks of flow grappling footage to find any articles about women and the last article was like about me uh, like leaving my gym and what I'm doing next and that has nothing to do with jiu-jitsu or like uh, what anybody has accomplished and I'm just really disappointed with the lack of coverage and I feel like we shouldn't uh, be okay with that I feel like that definitely should make people or encourage people to actually start writing um themselves or start promoting women's jiu-jitsu some more because I feel like we hit a good uh, run last year. I feel like there was a lot of attention being paid to the new black belts like um, Ana Vieira and Claudia and Tayani and now we're just kind of going back to where we were before just paying attention to Leandro Lowe and Buchecha and not really giving anyone else a spotlight. I think you yourself are kind of putting your money where your mouth is because you've just started writing 
And I've been reading those articles, and I love those articles. I'm like, man, can't <laughs> agree more with these things. Like, I'm like, how do I write a caption that says that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that's a great thing. And I think that you're a person that has so much insight um, just from – you're already a black belt. You've been, you've done competitions. You've done instructing. You've got a well-rounded look on like what it's all about, and and also you're you're a voice that's not just gonna go with the flow of things because no. because <laughs> usually <it's not>. counter <laughs> usually counter because it's easy to you yeah. know maybe somebody else shares the same opinion but but is too afraid to speak up and you're not you're not at all like that and I think that's something that like. I'm, I'm like attracted to and like want to come and be around because it's 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 good to speak for the things that you believe in and to be real like that, not to just like um, let yourself be pushed over by the general opinion. To actually voice your opinions and, and continue to share that, and I think that as you um, continue to do that, you'll see more people coming out and encouraging you to do that, and I think that's going to inspire a lot of other people to be like. Yeah. yeah, you know no. what? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah I, um, I agree as well. I think um, I've just been trying to uh, provide a voice to everything that I've been doing. Um, I'm kind of tired of people making assumptions and, like, going on their sure dog and Reddit forums and, like, writing out what they think these people are doing when they really have no idea what we've been through as either black belts or world champions or just women in jiu-jitsu. So I've been trying to be as candid and as vulnerable as I can be and provide people with real-life experiences. Like, my life has by no means been easy or perfect or um, just, like, easy to go through. I've experienced a lot of issues, whether it be with instructors or students, and I'm not the type of person to just accept issues I always turn them into a big thing and then try to fight them head on and it usually uh, ends with me uh, being isolated or I don't know something else happens but I always try to fight for what I think is right especially if it's concerning me or my body right. or how I'm being perceived right and yeah. that's, that's something that's important like this experience is for yourself you guys said it so many times you don't need it to live it's not food it's not water mm -hmm. it's for yourself yeah and so you're gonna have to do what's best for yourself here to get the training that you want to get to you know be around the team or the people that you want to be around and and so like this isn't a message i'm projecting i listened a lot yesterday and i talked to but um in listening it's important that they were sending this message to me uh and the other girls that this whole experience is for you and that you have the options of doing what is best for you and it's important to remember that in, in this and that's why you have a voice because this is all your own jujitsu experience your own journey and so if you ever feel like you're not getting what you need you can address it and and that's something that they shared yesterday and I think that's important to say out loud people yeah. <laughs> yeah and with this group of women we're just hoping to create a scenario in which it's completely apolitical it has nothing to do with where you train right. and um, just really reinforce the fact that at the end of the day you're most likely a paying customer I know there's some people who do get paid to do jujitsu um, but for the most part this is something that you've selected for yourself 
don't let anybody ruin it. Don't let anybody make you question yourself through it, uh, with the exception of, you know, your own personal growth. But don't let someone put you in a position where you feel like uh, you're not enjoying it anymore. All right, so I think we're going to get into closing remarks because we're going to have more camp coming up and I'm getting kicked out of my Airbnb, which is not where we are, by the way. We're, we're at Mushin Academy. Uh, Mushin Mixed Martial Arts. Mixed yeah. Martial Arts. Sorry, I was like, don't mess up the first name. <laughs> Did I get through it? You got it. <laughs> and uh, is there anything else you guys want to say? Uh, that comes to mind. If not, we'll go ahead and close out. I think we did good. I think yeah, we did yeah. a good job here. I think, I think um, I guess we can just say that uh, we look forward to having many more of these camps and experiences yeah. in the future. And I think it's important for us to also highlight that we're not just trying to sell you a jujitsu or grappling experience. We're really just sure. trying to provide you with um, an experience grounded in wellness, whether it be emotional or physical or mental and um, how to get to a place of wellness and um, just good vibes. Good vibes. Well, thank you guys so much. Like, this is my first time solo podcasting. And you guys are a star study cast. And I was like, man, I'm going to be nervous. (laughs) (laughs) We were nervous about you too. (laughs) But this this worked really well. It was like a natural food conversation. So I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Not only for doing agreeing to do the podcast with me but for having me at camp for having this opportunity for setting it all up you guys are awesome role models and and great people in life in general so thank you so much for having me and and being here with me today uh and we're gonna sign out in three two one